Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Welcome back to 3Talk. Today, we are going to talk about choices. We are aware that we have spoke about choice before. But because this is an essential part of improvement, we thought we would dedicate an episode to the power of choosing and understanding whatever your current situation is, we all have choices. This podcast was particularly inspired by the book, The Choice by Edith Eager. Even in how hope can flower was her headline. Dr. Edith Eager, a world-renowned psychologist at 90 years old, wrote her memoir of surviving Auschwitz. It highlights that even in the deepest despair that hope and possibility can be found in the most unlikely places. In fact, that pain and trauma can be a gift to help you live again with a life affirming strength and resilience. She's in her 90s and is still working. I recently heard Edith being interviewed. She said, we have possibility to choose to turn our greatest pain into an opportunity to discover something within us that we don't think is possible and be the person we were supposed to be and have freedom from the past. Why this resonates with me so much is I believe so many people are in pain because they have guilt and they judge themselves. They either expect more of themselves or they constantly beat themselves up for what they haven't done or what they have done, or they judge themselves for what has been done to them instead of realizing accepting where they are now and choosing to see they did their best with the knowledge they had at the time. Praising themselves for their courage to want to live a better life and then choosing daily to follow the true path and choose to build on the good and not let the bad diminish their energy and spirit. We can all choose. Edith Eager told soldiers in a speech recently, your suffering has meaning. You can't change what happened. You can't change what you did or what was done to you, but you can choose how you live now. I think this is a powerful message for us all to live by. Let me say it again. You can choose how you live now. Small choices make up our life and has the ability to change our life for the better. What do you think, Lucia? Well, I love this topic and I love Edith Egger's story. I think I agree with you. It is a very powerful line, uh, like understanding that you can choose the way you live. It is a massive breakthrough. And I think choices are that one thing that gets overseen frequently because there are there have been at least, you know, in my inner circle, several of my friends, family, and including myself at times, you know, we all have heard I didn't have a choice. And to be honest, when I think of that personally, it makes me feel sad. And whenever I've said it, all of a sudden, I feel like some sort of sorrow because giving away your choice, your free will, it can bring you down somehow. I think for me, my, my breakthrough when I started to think about choices was when I fully understood that it doesn't really matter where I am, whether I'm choosing to drink a glass of water or a diet Coke or whether I'm choosing to go out and stay in, I do have a choice. And that choice presents itself in every step of the way. Even if you feel that you're forced to do something, 
you've got a choice there. And we'll, we'll get into that in either today's episode or the episode next week. But it is that understanding that there is a choice every time it makes you feel a bit better. At least it makes me feel a bit better because I do feel that now I'm in control. And when I think I'm in control, things start becoming a bit easier. And then for me, it's a matter of perspective. It helps me understand that I'm doing something because I want to do it. Even though I do not want to do it, but I'm persuading myself if it makes any sense. Yeah. I remember actually with my young head on my shoulders, one of the first things I wrote on my class board, I had a new class. I was 21 years old. They were 11 years old. I was still quite childlike myself. I was in a challenging London school. Some of the children, fortunately, had already suffered great pain. One of the children's fathers had recently been put in prison for shooting a policeman. And I wrote the word choice. I explained that they had choices. Whatever they'd been told or experienced, they could choose to learn and help ensure they opened up more doors in their lives. I told them if they chose to do the work, they would have more possibilities. Actually, some of these children became bridesmaids at my wedding. And, and the children that chose to learn have achieved great success in their life. And I still believe this today. We can choose not to let our past and our pain and our struggles define us, but choose to do the work on ourselves. And I think this is an important message. Absolutely agree. And I think when you make that clear to yourself, the path in front of you becomes more clearer, becomes easier to navigate, and it feels more like a straight road rather than a winding one. So the first advice we want to give you today is choose to feel the feelings. So if you have any fear or trauma or wounds, which we all have, everybody's had some kind of trauma. It might have been friends gossiping about you, your first boyfriend breaking your heart, something your parents have said to you, something your teachers have said to you. Choose to feel those feelings. Don't bypass the feelings. Don't numb the feelings with quick fixes like alcohol, food, drama, too much TV. Choose to get the help dealing with those emotions. So if it's a true trauma that you've had in your life that you can't get past, do get help for it. And don't just talk about the feelings or medicate a feeling. Literally feel the feeling. That is so important because if we don't feel those feelings, they're forever kind of like holding us back. We covered this in one of our episodes about letting go when we said that one of the first steps was feeling that feeling. And I think this is a a key step in the choices and choosing because it's only when you feel the feeling, as you were saying, and when you truly are within it, that you get to understand what is it? What is it trying to tell you? What is it trying to make you learn? What is the process? And it's only when you have felt it and really understand the whole thing that you're able to move forward. Because if you're numbing these feelings, say that you are sad, you really don't know to what extent. You really don't know what sadness means to you. You may know what sadness means to the world or the movies that you've seen but you don't know what your sadness represents and the same for every feeling like joy anger you name it it is important to fully embrace them and understand them because you can also once you've mastered them you can choose and you can train yourself to perhaps like you know you're being sad but you can choose to try and see a bit of happiness in whatever whichever the challenge you're seeing and because you know that feeling you're kind of 
more able or that feeling is easier to be brought back to you. Yeah, and I think you can, if you choose to feel the feeling, you know what kind of the best way of helping you to deal with the feeling. You can't deal with it if you don't really know what that feeling is. You just kind of try and mask it. I like the analogy I recently heard on the Hill documentary, which is on Netflix at the moment. It was a psychologist was saying, if a caterpillar is in a, in a cocoon and I cut him free, he will not fly away, he will die. The caterpillar has to do the work to change from the cocoon to the butterfly. The suffering is the same for people. If they bypass their feelings, they won't have developed the skills needed to get them out of their pain, anger, sadness. So they won't have learned how to be emotionally resilient because they will just be shoving that feeling down. Absolutely. And I think, like, you know, I have, unfortunately, this is bringing it to a personal level, have had to go through the process of grieving uh, from a very early age, because unfortunately, my family does not have the best health. I lost my father when I was three months. And from there, you name it, I've, I've, I've been through quite a few uh, grievances. And it's a feeling that I've always allowed myself to feel to its fullest and for as long as I need it. And every time I have learned something different out of it. And it, it you know, it wasn't pleasurable it wasn't something I was looking forward to feeling but I also somehow understood even from that very early age that I needed to be in that feeling and I needed to understand what that loss was going to be for me and what was going to mean for the rest of my life to be able to live in peace um, so I completely subscribe the, the choosing to feel the feeling because I think is one of the most powerful things that we can do for ourselves. Yeah, so Edith said she didn't start feeling the feelings for 20 years after Auschwitz when she was doing her own um, therapy. She realized that she could only take people to a certain level um, because she hadn't actually dealt with the feelings properly herself. She said, I could choose my own freedom. I could name my own feelings of rage, worthlessness, sorrow, regret. I could let them swell, let them rise and fall, let them pass. And I could risk letting go of the need to punish myself for having lived. Unfortunately, she made a choice when she first went into the prison camp. The officer said to her, go left or go right. And the left was the cue for living and the right was the cue for going to the gas chamber. And they asked Edith, is that your mother? And she said, um, or is that your sister? And she said, that is my mother. And they dragged her mother into the other line, which was the gas chamber. And Edith had to live with the fact that she had made that choice. So like a lot of people, when they do things that they don't think was for the best, she had a lot of guilt. So she said, by feeling her feelings, I could release my guilt and reclaim my whole pure self. The second advice is don't hold a secret. Edith held the secret about Auschwitz when she moved to America for 20 years. Uh, research has proven time and time again, a secret of pain or abuse by yourself or another person creates shame. So the secret kind of has you imprisoned. If you can create a victim mindset instead of being the victim, you are empowering yourself. Edith didn't want to live in the prison of her pain. She chose to use the trauma to help others with their trauma. That links back to what we were saying at the beginning, which is when you understand that whatever has happened, you did have a choice. It helps you understand that you made a choice 
that you were the one in charge of that. Whether you thought it was an easy one, a hard one, a good one or a bad one, it was you, the one that did it. And that in itself has some, some, some sort of freedom and it's powerful because, yes, you might have been right, but you chose to do it and now it becomes a learning. Or you may have been right, in which, in which case, you know, feel proud because you chose to do something and it worked out. And I think there's an underlying sense of that in what Edith was saying. And, you know, it mustn't have been easy for her at that time when she said that it was her mother. But obviously, as you were saying at the beginning, you made the choice that you thought was best with information you were given. And I think this is also something very important to put in context and for us all to look to see especially when we look back is like look maybe you would have made a different choice right now but back then with the information you had that's the choice you made so be at peace you chose what you thought was best at that time maybe you would have done it different now but then you've got another choice to do now are you going to repeat that are you going to change it and if so how yeah so it's making sense of it isn't it so that this kind of leads nicely onto the third advice is once you've acknowledged your feelings, choose daily what you'll put in your mind. We kind of spoke about this on the last podcast. We can reprogram our mind, but it does start with a choice. So Edith's mum's before she was put in the gas chamber, Mikhail said to Ega, we don't, sorry, I said to Edith, we don't know where we are going. We don't know what's going to happen, but no one can take away from you what you put in your mind. And Edith said this is what kept her going all the way through because she chose to believe that tomorrow would always be better. And tomorrow eventually came when it did get better. So I love this. It teaches us we always have a choice in our mind. It helps me understand that it's not what happens that matters. It's what you do with it, i.e. how we make sense of it. And it is about the long term, isn't it? I think we've, we've spoken about it before as well, about living in this day and age where we just think that things are going to happen straight away. So you make a decision and it's going to happen right now. And I think as coaches, that's something that we see with our clients and friends, obviously. Uh, you know, whenever you're having someone that decides to go on a new career path, right? Making that decision is not the easiest it comes with time and once you've done it it's like okay this is clear I want to apart from the corporate world I want to be a coach or whatever it is right now fantastic you made a choice but don't expect to become this successful new professional overnight because you've you know if you look back at what happened to you until you got where you are you probably have spent 10 15 20 years working at that corporate world to become the successful person you were and I'm sure you would be in your new career path. Just allow yourself time for that. And I think that's the other part that we need to understand when we're making a choice. You're making a choice. It's going to be for your own good, but it's not going to be immediate. So bring that into the equation as well and understand that things are going to go well. Things are going to work out. Just put in the time for that. Yeah. So putting that in your mind that it will take time is really important. And that is a choice. You're choosing what to put in your mind to get you where you want to go. So the fourth advice, if you have any um, guilt or any past wounds or pain, is choose forgiveness. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself, not letting the past rule your life. I think self-forgiveness is the hardest. So don't hold on to the past. Don't hold on to past failures and mistakes. And don't hold on to the anger and blame because you can't enjoy all the riches of life until you forgive. As Edith said, we cannot choose 
to have life free of hurts, but we can choose to escape the past and embrace possibility. I invite you to be free. And I think the, the key thing here is to remind us all that we are human beings. We are not perfect. We are, you're not going to do everything according to plan. You're going to make mistakes. Some of them are going to be small. Some of them are going to be a disaster and some of them will be life-changing. But accept that and understand that that is going to happen. And actually, it is needed to happen because it is the only way that you're going to get learning. You will never learn from things that you just do right. And I've always seen that as part of the process. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I am guilty as, as all of us. And sometimes I do find myself looking back at all the mistakes I've made in the past and saying, like, oh, I should have not done that. But I have forgiven myself for those. I have understood that they did happen for a reason. And I did make whatever choice it was back then. And I have had the learning from that experience. And it's because of that learning that I now can appreciate all the other things in life. And I value things even more than I did before. And it's because of that mistake. And it's because I have forgiven myself. And when you forgive yourself, it's easier to choose a good way forward, isn't it? So the final chapters of Eve's books is her helping people recover from their own pains. So she said to a parent who has lost a son, acceptance isn't, going to, acceptance isn't going to happen overnight and you're never going to be glad that he's dead. But you get to choose a way forward. You get to discover that living a full life is the best way to honour him. It's often the case we think we are born this way or that way, but this is not the case. We can choose a way forward. If we find peace within and we stop blaming, I think you reclaim your power. My children will often say to me, it's not fair, it was her fault, it wasn't my fault. This is kind of the child's mindset, isn't it? But if we continue this through to adulthood, we stay in this child's mindset. There is no freedom to choose without responsibility. So we do all have that responsibility to try and make choices. So understand that the right to choose your own path is a sacred privilege and we, it's best that we use it. <laughs> Any use in it is a gift. And I do love that phrase that she was saying about acceptance and, you know, bringing it back to that personal part of mine and, and, you know, grieving. I lost a very, very dear person. My, my auntie, she lived with us. She, she was, you know, she had mental issues. She was bipolar, but she was such an adorable, loving person. I miss her to this date. It, you know, probably you can feel it in my voice. It makes me emotional to talk about her, but I have chose to use her memory, for example, to create something beautiful. So for example, now before I put my children to bed, I have created this story that is about her and I and I tell it to them as a fairy tale and they absolutely love it and all of a sudden this you know this Blanca character is part of our lives now and I have integrated her in our lives and the learnings from her living that I apply to my living now so I'm using it to choose this way forward and through this story I can a keep her alive and, and remind my children of the beauty and the love that is in the world. But also I made a learning out of her existence and it's something that I try, try to pass down to my children so they understand this, this beauty as well. I think that's an important message that you've just made as well about choosing 
love instead of fear because if you're angry about your auntie you're constantly in fear and then you can't move forward choose a way forward that's going to bring that memory alive in a good way so i'd just like you to leave you with oprah's quote with every experience you alone are painting your own canvas thought by thought choice by choice I hope this podcast helps you to not let your past struggles or pain define you, but empower you to choose how you live now. Thank you for joining us today. Please share with anyone you think will find this podcast useful. Thank you for joining and subscribing. We really appreciate it as we can keep giving this free content. If you're not subscribed, do subscribe on iTunes as then it will alert you of the next episode. Next week, we'll give you tips and tools on how to make good choices. Thank you for joining us. Choose love and happiness and have a great week. Bye for now.